Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and I need a fucking haircut. And with me, as always, is Taylor Salem. Hey, yo. How's it going, everybody? And Lawrence Burling. Hi, friends. We are still in the midst of uh, coronavirus, so we are once again on uh, Google Hangouts. Shout out. Sponsorship. What, what? <laughs> Seriously. Give you that 30-second uh, spot. Yeah, give us some fucking uh, some money. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, roll me those sweet smooth jams. Wooka wooka. Two and yeah. a half months now, or whatever. We're approaching yeah. two months. Yeah, I think I started quarantining on uh, St. Patrick's Day, so it's been like yeah. it's almost two two months. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Six weeks. Yeah. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <a> haircut. <laughs> like I like I still have a girlfriend. I want to have a girlfriend at the end of this <laughs> fucking thing. <I> gotta... <laughs> Jesus you, Christ! You want to you want a haircut? You need a haircut, and yet you're still staying home yes. and not being one of those not assholes. A stupid, yes, exactly. I'm not a dumbass <laughs> protester in Huntington Beach right now, Oof. screaming that they need a haircut. <laughs> that you're trampling on my civil liberties to get a haircut, and I would love for them to show me that part of the Constitution, Constitution where, yeah. yeah, please show me where you're entitled to a fucking haircut. That's why I cut up. my own last night. So yeah, there we go. You're allowed to go outside. No one's fucking stopping you. Shut your fucking mouth. You're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, this might date the episode a little bit, but you know, there just to let the viewers know there are a lot of sort of um anti lockdown protests, I guess, you know, happening around the country right now. So And would you believe it? They're all mostly Republicans. <laughs> yeah. I would say most of them are Fox News viewers, probably. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. They all probably um, voted for Trump. And you know what? The more of them that die, what am I gonna say about it? Yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate because it's only going to make us uh, stuck here for longer doing this yeah. wonderful longer, podcast yeah. on on you know over Google Hangouts. <laughs> I can't. I just I just want to get drunk all day at Taylor's house and podcast like we used to. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, I guess I guess or we're being responsible. Yeah, I guess technically we really could if we wanted to, but you know, it's to stay six best. feet apart, it would. I mean, oh, well, our XLR cables are pretty long. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like we could, true. we could feasibly pull it off, but it's just like not. It's it's not. Um, it's not good, the same. It's not as fun. So yeah, well, it's not as no it's point. not the same, but it's also like not setting a great example at the same time too. You know what I mean? Um, in certain respects. So you know, that's neither here yeah. nor there. But yeah, you yeah. know, a uh, lot's been happening since we last talked. I think it's been about two weeks, right? What episode is this? It has been. It has been two said. weeks. This is episode fifty-seven. I think fifty-seven, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, I think it's fifty-seven. I, I, think I didn't even look, but I think I'm right this time. I think that's <laughs> correct. That's, that sounds about right. Um. Yeah. All right. We got a lot of news topics this time, so let's do a let's do a pretty short version of what we've been watching. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like last time we were like it was like half the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But that's Amen. fair because it was some of the first parts of quarantine, so we were we Absolutely. were doing a lot of watching. We yeah. Were, yeah. Who wants to but, go first uh, is the question. Taylor, what you got okay. going on? 
Um, so I've been watching a few things, um, you know, still playing some video games here and there and, and still been doing actually a lot of writing. So I haven't watched nearly as much as I want to, but, nice. uh, I finally got a chance to catch up with, uh, with season two of what we do in the shadows, which I believe oh, nice. brought up before. Um, and I believe they're on, uh, on Hulu. It's, at least it's up to episode four. Um, yeah. so I just watched that. Uh, this morning, I think, or last night. I can't even. I can't even keep track of time anymore. Recently <laughs> watched it, and um, and yeah, it's just it's as wonderful as the first season. I think they're really getting. I think the a, a lot of the first season was set up, you know, setting up the characters, setting up the situation. Like now, I yeah. feel like the story is yeah. really starting. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't even really yeah. want to say what that is because um, because I think that's sort of the fun of like um, you know going through the season. Um. Yeah, 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 I've not been spoiled, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that there's, you know, they're st- finally starting to, the foundation has been laid, you know, and they're finally starting to really get into the story, which um, which is interesting. So I've been digging it. Um, of course, there's a couple good cameos already in the, in the first, or a couple episodes of the, of the um, mm-hmm. second season. And, of course, the, the big cameo that we're pretty much all anticipating. Um, so that'll Mark be Hamill. fun to see how that plays out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so actually just right now, before we got on the cast, I also, um, finally got around to watching that, uh, that galaxy quest documentary that came out. Have you guys heard about this? It's called oh, Never Surrender. I yeah. I didn't know it was did out not yet. Know that existed. Yeah. I knew it was coming, but where did you watch it on? Uh, it's actually on Amazon prime. Uh, I discovered it oh, on there. It's okay. kind of, it's kind of buried actually. Like I would have never really known it was on there unless I was sort of just, you know, like I I'll sit there for 20 or 30 minutes, just looking through, yeah. you know, putting stuff on my list. <laughs> I remember yep. hearing about it a couple months ago, but yeah, they, they actually, they did a, a limited theatrical release. Um, kind of, you know how <laughs> they do those like fathom events type things where it's like yeah, a one yeah. or two night thing. So it was that kind of thing. And they released it in December, January, I think. So, oh, um, wow. So yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the guys at screen, the the the, the people at Screen Junkies, um, uh, sort of made this documentary as a labor of love, and it's uh, it's mm. just it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, if you've seen Galaxy Quest, you're gonna totally dig this. Um, you know, it's it's. I was worried that it was gonna go based on the trailer that it was gonna go a little bit too far into like sort of the fandom and not really mm. cover like sort of the the making of the movie and and sort of all the obstacles that that it had to overcome and. And luckily, it finds a nice balance between those two things. So I think it will okay. it will appease a lot of people um, in that respect. And it's you know it's like an hour and twenty six minutes, so it's like super digestible, you know. Nice. Um, also, speaking watched... of Screen Junkies, it's now Screen Junkies uh, minus Dan Marl. Yeah, Dan's off doing his own YouTube page now, which uh, which uh, uh, I think is awesome because Dan's a great personality and um, he definitely deserves to like have the the spotlight to himself. You know, like yeah, Dan absolutely. Dan Merle is a brand. You know what I mean? So that was a smart <laughs> one. It's 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 true. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so beyond that, uh, I also watched uh, that new Netflix movie Extraction, which. Uh, I guess we'll probably ooh, talk about ooh, in a second um, once we get to Joel's yeah, what we've been watching. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we'll, yeah, we'll discuss a little more. Um, so I also have been revisiting some older stuff, and one in particular that I revisited that is uh, way better than I remember um, is The Mask <laughs> of Zorro. Uh, did you guys ever see this movie growing up? It's the one with Antonio Banderas. With, yeah. Antonio, Anthony yeah. Hopkins. I think the, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, directed by Martin Campbell, who, of course, you know, Bond fame and, uh, and, and, and Green Lantern fame. Uh, that was, oh, yeah. That was, my favorite movie. That was a joke more, <laughs> more so than anything, than anything else. But, uh, but yeah, directed by Martin Campbell. And this, this movie is, is absolute fire, man. 
Like everything about really? this movie really fucking works, dude. It's 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 weird because it's like it's a good story well told. It really modernizes Zoro in a fun way while still keeping like sort of the period setting of what that character's known for. But dude, like on a practical level, like the stunts are badass. Like it's all practical effects, you know what I mean? Like it's just such a well-made movie, you know? It's just such it's it's crafted so well and it's it was just so so surprising going back to it. Like the movie's funny, you know what I mean? Like there's there's great character, you know? It's just it's just really well done and I was surprised um you know because uh I I think my mind ling- lingers back to more of uh, the legend of Zoro which was the sequel that came out right. that was like pretty fucking mm-hmm. bad and I think that sort of like <laughs> hampered my 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 recollection of the first one a little bit um uh, but yeah this yeah. this movie is absolute fire so I would recommend it's on Netflix right now I'd recommend uh everyone who's who's um who's interested for like a good swashbuckling adventure to go check it out um if nice. you haven't seen it or even revisit it and then That's finally, good to hear because I would not think like, you know what I'm going to watch tonight? Zorro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I just kind of threw it on and I was like, man, this movie really still kicks a lot of ass, you know? Um, and so, so that's good. And then, uh, I also just to round things out, you know, to, to make everything sort of level out, um, you know, I had to watch a couple good ones, but I also had to watch a couple bad ones. And so, oh, no. um, I, I've been revisiting some, uh, Disney channel original movies, Wait, but you already uh, said extraction, so we're talking about the bad ones now. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> no, not quite yet. Um, so I rewatched Brink. Uh, I rewatched uh, oh, Country yes. Country Country Bears. I think it was. Oh and then no! My yeah, that was pretty bad. My my wife wanted to rewatch that one, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm glad I didn't watch this younger." It's this is, it's this is what happens when you have a Disney Plus subscription. It's, it's weird, man. And um and for some reason, Elton John has a cameo in that movie, which is so fucking yeah. weird. And then. Fuck. And then uh, also watched uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie um, with my wife as well. Oh, yeah. so, so that was kind of this fun. This is what dreams are made of, dude. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of fun. And that's everything I've been watching so far. Awesome. What about you, Lauren? Nice. Um, I also am caught up on Shadow Season 2. And I agree with Taylor that it is it's just so funny like literally there's been four episodes and episode three I was kind of like, okay, that was it was funny, but it wasn't as funny. But the other three, like I've been cackling out loud. Like yeah. it's it's so good. It's really coming to its own because like season one, it, it seemed like it had at the start a little bit of trouble um, finding its place as a TV show yeah. versus the movie, mm-hmm. um, which you know it's a really high bar set by the movie. So oh, yes. completely understandable. Um, but yeah, they've, it's so good. The characters are so, so good. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, I can't wait for every episode to come out. Um, and then also still watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Which Shout is, out to Michael Thomas Gray. liking, yeah. Um, and then, oh, there's something else. Oh, I watched all of Dollface that's been released uh the cat um, dennings nice. yeah how was that it was interesting i wasn't sure i felt about it at first because it like hops back and forth between reality and kind of like her fantasies uh-huh. um but it's not musical so it's a little less believable for me kind of like a scrubs thing I didn't watch enough of Scrubs to gotcha, gotcha. To give a good uh, Scrubs is always like we're feedback on that. JD's going into his brain like these fantasies that he's having. 
Yeah. It's well, it's just like, you know, it's not a spoiler because it happens right away, but like there's a reoccurring character that's a cat lady and her head is a cat. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So it's like kind of fantastical in some ways. Um, but it's fun. It, like spoof different things. It's a great cast. It's Kat Dennings, Brenda Song, and then I think it's Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars. Oh, cool. Um, and like a great supporting cast. People pop in and out, guest stars and stuff. Um so it's fun. It's I think it's definitely more aimed at females. Um, but if you like Kat Dunnings, I think it's worth it to check out. Um, it kind of goes back to her like more classic characters like Charlie Bartlett and like Thor and stuff, as opposed to like two broke girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a little more bumbling and awkward. More of like um, a Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. Yeah. 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 I like that so, movie a lot. Yeah. Maybe. I really liked it. Um, and then as far as like going back to old things like Taylor's been doing, um, I have never watched past the pilot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Whoa. So I started that and I'm in season two now. Nice. <laughs> uh, and same with Shit's Creek. So I'm simultaneously jumping between Nine-Nine and Shit's Creek because um, I'd never seen them and I'm really liking them both. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm making my way through Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well because I watched the pilot of that show and I was just like, yeah, this show's not for me. Like, I just wasn't into it at the time, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, obviously... Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, obviously that show has grown a, a pretty big cult following, you know, even to the point where it was, like, pretty much saved, I believe, at one point by, by the yeah, fans. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's a, it's a really funny show. And, you know, some of the... Um, some of the... Hey there, guys. Like, for a second. Yeah, no worries. You're good. Um, some of the, like, uh, recurring gags and stuff like that are, like, really really well done so yeah i was really excited when it first came out because i'd love andy Samberg. um and i remember watching the pilot because we had cable at the time it was when i was living with aaron actually hey you shout <laughs> I had, like out vivid to aaron. memories yeah. of this um but yeah i watched it and i know he continued to watch it and i just i don't know i couldn't i couldn't get into it the first time around but yeah. but you like I'm, it now i'm liking it now yeah i'm sticking with it i got kicked out of the chat for a Second, so you you, uh, you started over from the pilot and you like yeah and then same Creek. i've never watched any oh, cool. of it um but but i'm liking it it's funny yeah i saw the first season of Shit's creek and i really liked it but i had so much going on at the time that i did not continue watching yeah i'm like halfway through season two i think for both of them so nice i think that's i think that's all that's it yeah yeah, I gave up on that Motherland show that I think I was telling you guys about last what? time. What? You mean witches in the U.S. Army? What are you talking about? Why would yeah. you give up on something like that? <laughs> I got real, it was real bad, guys. <laughs> Why would you give up on something like that? that so I had higher hopes for it, and it was uh, real bad. Speaking of garbage television, I have been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. That's mm, uh, beautiful. That's what I like. Look, there's, there's, there's only so much time in the day, and I've decided to fill it with utter shit. Mm um yeah. i've watched three seasons of 90 day fiance oh in like in like two weeks um, joel are you secretly prepping to go on 90 day fiance without us knowing <laughs> i have a girlfriend who lives 10 minutes away from me in silver lake so no i don't even but know what the, show, what the premise of the show is <laughs> maybe in the future this is research <laughs> 
Um, it's just a show about people who meet people online or on dating apps and they live yeah. in a different country yeah. and the United States has something called a K-1 visa mm-hmm. and the person can move to the United States if you get married within 90 days of them coming to be your fiance. Yeah, um, so, so they're, they're basically it's a show about mail-order brides. I would say um, it's a 50-50 mail-order brides and then another 25% of like people scamming like old catfish. fat women and then <laughs> uh, okay, okay, 25% okay. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. real relationships. Got like you. there are okay. definitely people on there who just like meet when they're abroad and then they come home with mm-hmm. a fiance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are some couples who are actually in love and it's about their trials and tribulations of like the different cultures and whatnot. But I would say a big majority of it is people getting catfished and people just wanting to get like a, a green card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like totally not to be mean to people, but when you're like over 40 and fat and balding, um, attractive people uh, from France don't want to be your wife. I'm, this yeah. is not, I'm sorry. It's just not true. Um, so I've been watching a lot of that just because I'm fucking bored. I'm um, still watching uh, Killing Eve, but that's only w- once a week. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's still as good as it's ever been. I like assassin things. I like female assassin things even more. So, Jodie Comer fucking kills it on that show. I love her performance every week. I could live with or without Sandra O. Oh, so, hmm. uh, but she's good in it. So that's fine with me as well. Um, I watched the last season of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never finished it. I had watched the entire series and then I just kind of gave up on the last season. And now I wish that I had just not watched it. <laughs> oh no. It's, uh, it's, it's shorter than the other seasons for no reason. Uh, they rush through the plot lines that they set up for the season. Kumail looks super weird being buff mm-hmm. in that character because he's, you know, prepping mm-hmm. for the Eternals. And it's just, I don't think the last season plays very well. It kind of goes against the premise of the show. It's, I just, I, it's, I just wish I hadn't watched it. So kind of like the final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 Wow. (laughs) HBO kind of striking out on those last seasons, aren't they? Jesus. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Kumail because I feel like the only reason that final, that final season exists is to like showcase his transformation from a scrawny dude into like jacked (laughs) Kumail that we have now. Yeah, but they don't like explain it at all. He's just super fucking buff for no reason. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, I've been working out. Yeah. Um, I think that's, it uh, i'm getting my girlfriend to watch you're the worst so i'm re-watching that for like the fifth time best show ever everybody watch it if you don't i'll kill you mm-hmm. um and i saw extraction last night yeah and what were your thoughts i on have not the, seen it yet on this which chris, taylor also watched chris hemsworth vehicle christopher hemsworth stars as a uh like a ex special forces badass motherfucker um and since Lauren hasn't seen it, we won't go into spoilers, but I really enjoyed, I would say about 95% of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It was fun. Uh, Christopher Hemsworth had a good performance. His character was good. Um, the action was fucking amazing. This is the, the director of this movie is the stunt coordinator for a lot of the Marvel movies. And he was Chris oh. Evans stunt double for infinity mm-hmm. war and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he um, actually directed it. He directed this yeah. movie and he's actually a character in the movie. Um, oh, that's funny. Did he stunt coordinate also, or did he have someone else do that? I highly doubt he did. I didn't look okay. into it, but that would be a lot of roles for him. Which, yeah, which... I was going to say, that's... Sorry, I just out of curiosity. 
He was G. He was the sniper with the beard. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and so the movie, I think, is really good. Like I said, the action is just fucking phenomenal. Um, and then the last 10 minutes of the movie is so bad that it makes me wish the entire movie didn't exist. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so I have I have a little bit of a different take. Um, I, I So I agree with you. I agree. No, I agree with you on the ending. I felt like the ending was like, what? Like... And I read I read up on it afterwards. Apparently, they wanted it to be an ambiguous ending, and I think that that's actually worse off for the movie than if they would have just like picked one path. I'm um, not necessarily talking about the final shot of the movie, Taylor, yeah. where where the yeah. kids in the pool. Totally, I'm talking about like uh, Chris Evans or Chris Evans, Christopher Hemsworth on the uh, on the bridge, uh, on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Like the final fight he has on the bridge, I was like, "Are you fucking? That's the. St- are you fucking yeah. kidding me?" Yeah, it's it's it gets kind of ridiculous at a certain point, and I will agree it's with you so too bad. in the, in the sense that like the action is 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 really really well done on a on a practical level. Like, I mean, there's yeah. like a there's at one point there's like a 13 minute, um, oneer that's you know it's you can yeah. tell it's been stitched together through a few smaller takes, but I mean it's still impressive nevertheless. Just the choreography of doing all that, you know, and, yeah. and and how the camera moves and stuff, and so you know there's things like that that are really impressive. But it's funny because I was thinking about this movie and I was like, I had the realization almost towards the end, and I just thought to myself, I was like, holy shit, this movie is basically Man on Fire without the o- emotional weight of Man on Fire, right? So that pretty much sums up my opinion in the sense that I feel like there's some really good stuff in here, but ultimately, like, there's nothing emotionally um, going on that really, like, brings me in and hooks me in and, and endears me to these characters, you know? What um, do you mean, man? Christopher Hemsworth played a sad guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so you have this disconnect, you know what I mean? It's like by the end, I think the biggest thing is by the end, I just really didn't care. Um, all that now, much. Let me you ask know? you this. Let me ask you this. Did you watch it stoned? Mm, no, but because I watched it high out of my brain and it was awesome. Totally. And I think that I think that's a huge difference because, like, it's not like I was necessarily th- thinking critically about the movie that much. You know, I knew it was just going to be <laughs> sort of like an action romp going in, but nevertheless, I just felt like there was something really missing there in terms of like the emotional weight of the story. Um, and, the, and, you know, the movie tries to make you care, but I think at the end of the day, it's not necessarily su- successful in that respect. So, yeah. How did you like the Jim Hopper cameo? It was cool. It was cool. I mean, um, yeah, I really like that re- relationship. I, he's he's uh, he's a good actor, man. I, yeah. I'm 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 sad that he had to be bad in in uh, in hell. But other yeah. than that, well, I don't, I don't think it was. That, he's pretty good. I don't think that was his fault. A, but but B, yes, I agree. Like when I when I watched the movie, I was like, Sarah and I were watching it, and I was like, is that David Harbor? And I was like, no, it can't be. Like he's like he would have been like top build in this movie. She's like, yeah, that's fucking yeah. David Harbor. And you cut to the next scene, yeah. David Harbor. You know. Um, but yeah, I will yeah. agree with you. I think that was one of the more interesting scenes um, in the movie. But it's also indicative of like what I was just talking about in terms of the emotional weight. Like they just sort of thrust this character you know and you really honestly don't know that much about him so i don't know it's interesting but um but for me i'd probably give it like a three out of five if i'm feeling feeling good yeah for sure i mean it's surprising that a lot of these like script issues are coming from somebody like a joe russo like 
you like what happened from like Captain America Winter Soldier to this? Like what? Well, you also have to remember that they didn't write those movies. Marcus and McFeely wrote those movies. And basically the Russos and Marcus and McFeely worked as a four person team on that. You know what I mean? So it's like there are a lot of variables um, in terms of like making the best story possible. Um, this one, I think yeah, this is sure. I, I, this honestly, this feels like a first or second draft that he wrote, and it was just like, okay, let's go shoot this, you know, for a couple million or whatever. Um, Fuck it, you know. So it's one of those situations. But regardless, we should probably move on from extraction at this point. You have anything else? I mean, to hang say? on, let's rate it. So Taylor, look, the yeah. sheen that is Netflix has been making these uh, direct form action movies, like Spencer Confidential, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the one with Oscar Isaac and Ben Affleck. I forget what that one's called. Uh, Triple Frontier, um, and they also did Six yeah, Underground Frontier. with you know Michael oh, Bay. Six yeah. Underground, Michael Bay. Yeah. I would say this is the best of those movies. Um, I think in terms of pure action, yes. Um, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably agree actually on the whole with that. Now that I think about it, because Triple Frontier was 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 interesting and there was some good acting and some interesting drama in there. But, you know, ultimately that movie falls short, in my opinion, as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah right, I, right before we move on from this, I would say that I thought it was really cool that a lot of the uh, secondary characters in this were locals of the location. Yes, that they were shooting, Yes. You which could... was India. They use a lot of Indian actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and the kid, the kid was good in, in it too, as well. I thought, um, yeah, you know, on yeah, a pure, absolutely. on a pure, just you know, uh, performance level, I thought his performance was good. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of action movies like this, you cast like an Indian warlord, and you just cast like a white dude who's like, well, I came over here and conquered these Indian boys, and now they're my, yeah, you know, my cronies, and it's like instead yeah. they were like, here's this Indian warlord yeah. because these things exist, and mm-hmm. it's cool that they just kind of like went with it yeah absolutely i will say that i really loved and and once you watch the movie lauren you'll know who we're talking about there's like a there's like a secondary henchman um to like the Mm -hmm. warlord who's like this really chubby indian guy and he just sticks out like a sore thumb in the best way possible it's like dude i don't know if i like anybody in hollywood has that particular look you know yeah yeah. he just had a really interesting Bollywood movie yeah exactly yeah he looks like so. Here's the thing. He's a secondary henchman in a Netflix action movie. He would be like the leading man in a Bollywood exactly, film. Exactly. Oh wow. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty hilarious. Uh, uh, all right, T. In the form of news, what do we got going on in the world? Oh man, there's been a lot of stuff happening. Um, let's see. So first of all, we uh, we I guess learned like basically pretty pretty close to after the last cast that uh, that Comic Con finally got canceled. Um, this year, unfortunately, that's it. How dare you? How how dare you say that out loud? I'm quitting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yes, Comic Con 2020 has officially broken my heart and ended my 16 year in a row streak of attending Comic Con. Yeah, I'm very I, heartbroken. I feel like this is a little bit of a mulligan year, though, Joel, in the sense that like you're not really missing the con because it's not happening. So it's like it's almost like a leap year type thing, you know, for your streak. Like you can just. <laughs> So yeah, it's yeah, an yeah, anecdote, no, an asterisk. The, for sure. It's going to be the 16th year of Comic-Con I attend, but it won't be years in a row. Still, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like calendar years. Yeah. Yes, well, exactly. that, well, that's it's what very, I'm saying. It's very you just, heartbreaking. You just, pretend, yeah. you just pretend that never happened and just act like you like 17 years in a row, man. That's, I don't know what you're talking 2020 about. 2020 got blipped. That's all. I'm going to pretend that Comic-Con is still happening. We're like, I'm going to buy like 10 jugs of Carlo Rossi. <laughs> I'm going to like uh, watch nerdy things on Zoom with friends. And Dude, like, we should oh, do that. I'm going to go outside and wait 
yes. wine. I used to have uh, that bo- giant bottle of Carlo Rossi that I got. So perfect. Yo, I ran, into, up. I ran into my friends like in uh, Stacy at Ralph's the other day by pure coincidence, and they were making sangria for their anniversary, and they were just holding a giant jug of Carlo Rossi. <laughs> I saw you post. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking like, about? Yes. Maybe Carlo is is yeah. standing past the group. Oh man, yeah, very weird. Uh, there are plans for what we have uh, dubbed friendship con. Um, yep. If if uh, social distancing protocols have been relaxed by July, um, Comic Con may not be happening, but we plan on going to San Diego anyway, into the Gaslamp Quarter to uh, at least help out a little bit in terms of uh, stimulating the economy, helping out the bars, helping out the hotel bars, helping out the hotels, uh, mm-hmm. the restaurants and so forth obviously our little group of 15 or 20 friends aren't gonna amass the money that you know 500,000 people would but you know we're trying to help out any way we can so hopefully we'll be able to hang out by july and we'll be in san diego regardless yeah i mean if not we can just do it whenever whenever the quarantine lifts yes exactly september comic-con who knows yeah uh speaking of conventions though taylor most cons have shut down WonderCon. Now, San Diego Comic-Con, unfortunately. There are people who are in direct defiance of this, like uh, Dragon Con has just said, we're doing it. Uh, oh, my gosh. The state of Georgia is a piece of shit, and we're reopening early, so Dragon Con's still going on. And one When is the, that? Uh, August, I think. Um, oh, my gosh. And one major con that has yet to announce if they're postponing or not, which seems kind of late in the game right now, is star wars celebration yeah yeah well so my question for you wasn't star wars celebration supposed to happen in april originally and did they push or was it just uh, isn't it now it's august it's still slated to happen or something like that wasn't it i thought it was i'm not to... sure when it was originally supposed to happen but i thought it was in august. i thought it was okay. summer all right i'm mistaken on that for some reason i thought it like it's when, when it was back when it was officially announced i maybe i read august and not april but i mean i know the last time it was in anaheim it was in april i think yeah, yeah, and that's why I kind of assumed that. Um, Could be wrong. I don't know. I'm, pro- I'm honestly, maybe I'm, they... I'm probably not right. I was just. No, no, no. I think maybe it was. It had been in in April, but because they're doing it in Anaheim again, they can't directly compete with WonderCon, so they maybe made it in, um, in August. That would make sense. That would make sense. But what do you think about this? The fact that they have yet to uh, say it's not happening when every other major con, save for. Dragon Con uh, has like they 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 not not only have they not said it's not happening yet they've said that it's right now they still plan on it happening. Lauren, do you want to go first on this one? Um, sure. I uh, I don't. I I'm a little torn because I felt like um, Comic Con still canceled earlier than I expected them to. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see why Celebration might be holding out hope because that is still several months away. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are other events, one of which me and several of my friends are involved in that, you know, we've been talking about the fact that it should probably just pull the plug right now because, uh, length. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I have nothing, ball. Yeah, I have nothing to do with that. I just, you know, have attended and and I performed last year. But, um, you know, we've just been throwing the, you know, ideas around of like, even if we are open by then, you know, 
will we have the cast will we be able to put up a show in that amount of time um depending on when it lifts because you know there is a rehearsal process um and then how many people have already canceled their flights or or anything because people come in from all over the world for it um you know and is it is it more responsible to wait and give people hope if if we are allowed to do it or is it more responsible to just cancel now or postpone at least Um, so that people can, you know, get their travel refunds or make new arrangements or whatever it might be. So Mm. I I don't know. I'm torn on it. I think, I mean, Lavender is a pretty big event, but I think Star Wars Celebration is obviously bigger, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's a convention center, not a hotel, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure they probably will cancel, um, I mean, and in the terms of even if we're open by then, I don't expect opening without some form of modification of social distancing at large events. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, the the mayor of L.A., at least, I think it's either the mayor or the governor of California. I can't remember which one said that. Yeah, Mr. Eric Garcetti said that, yeah. Yeah, nothing major, nothing more than groups of 10 will be allowed until 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem feasible. So exactly. And, you know, I think the speaking of the whole sort of Comic-Con versus, you know, um, uh, Star Wars celebration, the thing you have to remember, too, is that, you know, Star Wars is, uh, celebration is very much an international event, you know, and, and draws a lot of people from around the world to it. But, you know, Comic-Con is so much bigger, you know, and the, the whole uh, San Diego <laughs> economy, re, you know, relies on it. And you have 200,000 plus yeah. people coming, you know, Star Wars celebration is big, but it's not that big. And so I think the reason right. why yeah. they decided to cancel um, you know, when they did, as opposed to, you know, Star Wars celebration not following suit is because of that fact, you know. Um, but with that said, I, I do agree with you in the sense that it's like it's kind of a tricky situation because, again, you know, you want to give people hope. You're not you're not quite sure when things are going to open up. You know, I mean, they could very well like right now. The I mean, we'll get to this a little bit later, but but theaters are set to basically reopen when movies start coming out, which is about mid July right now. So if that's the case, then I could see them using that as like sort of a barometer to say, well, you know, in a, in a month or two after that, you know, we, it should be a little sure. easier to get people together. But at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, kind of like we touched on earlier with the podcast itself is you don't want to be propagating like the spread of the disease, you know what I mean? And that, that could be right. um, not only a bad PR move, but, you know, it's just unethical I mean, in certain respects, you know? Yeah. The the thing is, is there's always con cred. You yeah. all, always get sick from yeah, convention. Exactly. So, yep. you know, until I honestly, it, it kind of hurts to say this, but like until there is a vaccine mm-hmm. or a, a better treatment scenario like i don't know if anything will or should happen oh nobody wants to be emerald city comic con the year where they fucking were the epicenter of swine flu you know what i mean like that was that was a fucking disaster yeah that's pretty bad i didn't know that (laughs) yeah i didn't either it was like people were spreading it all over seattle and then they all flew home to their separate states and it's like Mm -hmm. oh shit absolutely you know and and obviously you have that responsibility too of like you know like you're mentioning joel is like a a large group of people from a diverse array of locations you know and countries and and sort of different origins coming to one place and then taking that shit back home with them you know yeah it's Um, not just staying within san diego or anaheim or whatever 
Yeah, so, and it's. I mean, the way I look at it is, it's one of those things. It's like, dude, Disneyland is uh, is right across the street from the Anaheim, Anaheim Convention Center. If Disneyland's not open, there's no reason you should be having a convention. Like, that's a pretty yeah. easy. It's a very good point. Metric yeah. to use, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I mean, theme parks are a whole freaking different animal when it comes to this thing. Like, it's that's good. There's a lot of stuff that's going to change, obviously, but. Um, yeah, we've yeah. been talking about that a little bit amongst the theme park performers yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting yeah yeah it's it's a um i'm not gonna say it but i'm gonna say it it's gonna be a whole new world oh jesus (laughs) christ i had to man i had to um so what's next yeah uh, i guess moving on um to something a little more a little a little lighter um this the sony spider-man universe finally has a name do you guys want to know what that name is or do you want to take a guess I'd rather fucking kill myself. How about that? <laughs> so it's is it called the is it called the Sony universe of giant pieces of shit? Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, it's called. Is it uh, called? Is it here. called? Don't watch these fucking movies. <laughs> it's called the <laughs> Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. <laughs> so pretty close to the Sony Pictures pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the 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 acronym would be S P U M C, and we were actually kind of joking about this um, before. The spunk is that what we agreed on? How do, what, what spunk? It? Spunk? Yeah, I think. yeah. It doesn't sound anything like spunk. spunk. Yeah. So, which it's just so funny that that like they had to give it this name, and and you know because it's very indicative of like how marvel handles things versus how sony handles things it's like the mcu you know it's like it rolls off the tongue that's very easy to remember it's you know it's simple yeah and then you have this and it's it's like it's like i said it's indicative of of how their attempts at making like marvel movies are they're just messy and all over the pace and cumbersome and it's just here's, here's my question though what Marvel characters do they have the rights to that aren't Spider-Verse related? Yeah, that's um, what I was about to say. They named it something non-specific to Spider-Man. So is there something that we don't know? I don't know, honestly. I'm I'm sure that you could find a source somewhere that, that has all of the, the characters and properties that they own. I mean, you know, for instance, like in terms of comic book stuff, you know, they've done like things like MIB, which, you know, obviously is not a well-known comic book, but it is a comic book movie nevertheless. Um, so things like that, yeah. I think that are like probably less less well known. But I mean, obviously, Spider Man's their 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 cash cow um, in that yeah. respect. So um, I don't know. There's not really much to say on this other than like it's just hilarious. But we did also, <laughs> ironically enough, learn the title of the Venom sequel. Joel, do you want to take we a did. take a whack at that one? Um, is it also uh, Sony presents uh, Venom to this movie fucking sucks? Is that is, <laughs> is that is it uh, is it a uh, Sony presents Venom to uh, Woody Harrelson looks fucking stupid in this wig? Is that yeah? What called? <laughs> they actually changed. I don't know if you saw the set photos. They changed his look, and he's not sporting yeah, that good. dumb wig anymore. Um, it's more yeah, instead like he's sporting a stupid Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it's like a Hawaiian shirt and almost like a like a flat top kind of look. Yeah, almost. yeah. Um, but no, the 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 official title of 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 uh, Venom Two is going to be Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, it's actually a lot cooler than I was making fun of him for. But um, I mean, no, it's... it makes me excited. Yeah, I I feel like it's cheesy enough to be like, okay, this movie hopefully knows like what 
it's trying to be, you know, and it's it's, yeah. it's trying to be kind of like a like sound self aware. Mm-hmm. And I think like if this movie could have one hundred percent more uh, lobster scenes in it, like the first one, then it'll Shut be the fuck up. it'll be fine. I'm not even kidding, dude. I think that I think that scene is freaking brilliant, man. Um, and I'm not even being sarcastic when I say that because I think that's the movie. Taylor, that, what happened when I uh, tried to watch Venom at your house? You fell asleep. And, but that's the thing is because that movie's that movie's trying to be like three or four different movies, you know, and, and it really should yeah. have just been that, um, you know, what that scene represents. But nevertheless, um, Andy Serkis directing this one, of course, and, you know, we talked is. about that before, so so that's exciting. But um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll I just have, have to see. I have a three point uh, point about this. I guess uh, <laughs> number one, it's not going to be rated R, so why are you why doing bother? carnage? Yeah. Number two, um, it's gonna suck. Number three, um, <laughs> why you can't do Venom and Carnage without Spider Man. Um, and this actually, okay, hang on, it's a four pointer then. I guess the one about it sucks, I already said. So, my second point would be Tom Hardy posted a very quick picture to Twitter and then it deleted it with almost within 30 seconds. Um, and it was a, a, uh, an, uh, like a cartoon. Like, like a little comic image of Venom crunching down on Spider-Man. Mm. And this leads to the question, as we fucking speculated for the first Venom movie and it didn't happen, is Tom Hardy, uh, I'm sorry, is Tom Holland going to make a cameo in this movie? Mm. I think there's more of a likely possibility than than the first movie, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something you save for a third movie. Like that's that's really, you know, what makes that third movie like different from the first two. Um, especially yeah, if you have I really don't think you should be doing Carnage. Like if yeah. you're if it's just yeah. Venom, if it's just Venom versus Carnage, then it's just gonna be the first movie where it's Venom versus Riot. It's yeah. gonna be right. the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be right. the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Just different, just 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 a different color, dude. It'll just be red this time. God, so stupid. Are you sure it's not called Sony Pictures Presents the cinematic Spider-Man pieces of shits? <laughs> Sony Pictures Presents I'm so upset about this. Morbius, the Morbius and Carnage team up. Jesus Sony Christ. Pictures presents everyone except Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly, exactly. Um, oh my god! So, yeah, Do you think well, maybe they might go like a a Spider-Verse route and have it be a different Spider? Maybe, maybe. I I don't even know what they're trying to do at this point. I, like, the the second they released the Morbius trailer, I was like, they just don't care. Right. Well, that's the thing is like with Sony, it's like who knows, right? Like anything could happen based on what we've seen in the past at this point. But I feel like yeah, it was Morbius as... coming out before Venom two. Mm, yes, right? Yeah, I, I think mean, so because they've already shot. Yeah, right. Morbius already shot, and Venom two was in principal photography when the lockdown happened. So I'm not sure if they've completed shooting on that, but um, I think they might have actually maybe pushed the release date. Now that I think about it, I don't know for sure, but um. So Venom uh, 2 could go into more setting up this whole possible Sinister Six thing we're seeing with Morbius and uh yeah. and the Vulture and things like that. I think it right. would be I think it would be smart for them to do that because it's like more of a with the Venom movie, it's almost like he's an anti-hero, so he's almost like the hero that could kind of take on like the Sinister Six. You know, like that that sort of makes sense for that, but I think if, if they, they start... do the goddamn Sinister Six versus Venom instead of Spider-Man, I will fucking throw this laptop. No, no, I'm saying is to use use that character to set up the other Sinister Six characters because they're all villains, you know what I mean? So it's like that sort of I'll makes show sense. Show up to as... Sony headquarters and light myself on fire. I mean, it sounds like that 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 progression makes sense, right? Like in terms of the movies you make and stuff, but... I also think for them to split off. I thought you were talking about Joel's 
that is totally something he would do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but no, I think it would be it, it would be stupid of them, honestly, to um, to like sort of call it a, basically make it more convoluted by calling it like you know uh, something other than Earth six one six or whatever. Um, yeah. So especially because they've already done that with Spider Verse, it would just make things way too freaking confusing. So I think they'll bring him can in. You imagine I, if can you imagine if because they didn't want it to be like the Sinister Six because they're not fighting Spider Man, they call it like the evil hexagon and you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be really funny i'd, I'd be the, i'd the be so scary evil... sex tuplet yeah the scary, scary sex, sex tuplet starring venom <laughs> they just That's like go on to like thesaurus.com and they're like sinister <laughs> and then they open a new tab and they're like synonyms.com six, six. Oh okay okay let's uh let's look at all of these which ones looks the stupidest if we're staying on brand yeah uh yep craven hunter we'll okay, definitely move fuck that one I up fucking yeah 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 let's, let's like, fucking do it in yeah. spanish totally. i'm gonna kill myself yeah it's pretty rough um so moving on from that uh so joel doesn't have yes, a please. brain hemorrhage um on on the <laughs> cast here um we learned this i week, might have a stroke we learned this week that um that vin diesel has been battling with the producers guild of america for years over his uh, pro- his quote unquote producing credit uh, on the Fast and Furious franchise, um, gonna... has he tried driving a car really fast around their parking lot? I know, right, dude? Dom <laughs> or just through their like, building? Yep, yeah, through their, just... through their building. Um, yeah. So basically, what's been happening is is uh, you know for a long time. Um, a gentleman by the name of Neil Moritz uh, was a producer on these movies, and he's a you know a pretty a pretty well established Hollywood producer. And apparently, they had a falling out on uh, on Fast Eight, I think it was, they're, they're, or maybe it was this one yeah. before this went into production. But there was this whole ordeal, and then you know, of course, the whole Hobbs and Shaw thing was happening, and and which Vin Diesel's not happy about yeah. because it's like not correlated. <laughs> you know, he's not in it basically. Um, but, but basically he's been fighting for years with the PGA over trying to get this, uh, I don't remember what they call it, but it's, you know, when you see a movie and it says like, for instance, Kevin Feige PGA, that basically signifies, um, that that person was like sort of the main producer on the project. And it also makes that person eligible for the Oscar for best picture if it gets nominated. So for instance, you know, Black Panther gets nominated. Kevin Feige is the person who receives (laughs) the award if it wins. Which is really ironic because we all know that the Fast and Furious franchise will yeah. never what be Oscar worthy movies. Yeah, what the fuck is he's like? I I want PGA on this Fast and Furious movie just in case maybe the next one might go to the Oscars. I know it won't, but it's about principle. Yeah. Um, maybe he just wants it for like leverage to then produce other things. I yeah, that makes sense. I, but it's like. <clears throat> I mean, it's just kind of like making a non-union commercial versus a union commercial. Like, you can still make a non-union commercial good, whether it's union or not, if you have the money. Like, him being a producer on the film, I mean, like, he's like, he's fucking Vin Diesel. Does he need the PGA next to a name? It just kind of feels like he's crying about a title. Like, yeah. he can still go get producer jobs as fucking Vin Diesel. Like, Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think honestly, what it comes down to is, like, you, you get a bigger cut or a bigger portion of the film's proceeds oh, in sure, whatever yeah. way that may be. So maybe that's a factor. But ironically enough, I I, um, I just wanted to to give Variety a huge shout-out on, uh, on the line, uh, the sort of um, the byline they came up with for the article. 
Slow and Furious, inside Vin Diesel's long battle for street cred at the Producers Guild. And I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> that he's good. just looking for street cred, dude. He's just looking for street cred. So That's pretty um, good. So Another that was, pretty funny thing about Vin Diesel was that Hard Times article that you sent us. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Vin Diesel with the, with it the, was the DMV needs Vin Diesel's VW Diesel. Yep. Like, fucking hilarious. Yeah, so <laughs> hard Times does never, like the Hard Times never, never let's down like right below that one you sent us says quentin tarantino getting sick of filming his own feet during quarantine <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's like solid uh, gold they're yeah. they're like i told you guys in the text chain that they're on fire right now with their um oh yeah that time is articles. so good yeah. um so yeah i mean basically there's a uh <laughs> this quote is actually is actually pretty funny it just says vin is a complicated guy side one exec- executive familiar with the fast franchise um so i mean that says a lot but yeah basically they're just trying to deal with vin diesel's ego at this point which is um you know part of the reason that 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 sort of the rock stopped being in the the franchise um you know to begin with at that at that point yeah um so i mean there's not much more to the story other than it just being really funny that vin diesel's like on on a war with the pga but um but yeah so that's that (laughs) Uh, I guess otherwise in I other... use my apartment directly under the goddamn flight path of the loudest helicopters in all of Los Angeles. It's okay, <laughs> dude. I just consider it's like you can't fly it's... higher in the sky. It's like room tone, dude. It's like it's like LA room tone. So um, <laughs> so we also learned that um, a, a new well, I mean, okay, so we've known for a long time that Disney is basically like hell bent on remaking every single one of their classic animated movies whether it you know be right. stuff from the from mm-hmm. the from the past or recently it's been a lot of the renaissance era stuff with with aladdin and lion king and blah 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 um now yeah we've turning learned... them into live action mm-hmm. now we've learned and of course uh little mermaid is actually the, the the next one up that we'll be seeing out of that sort of uh wheelhouse but after, we've after also... Milan. that's true that's true i i still forget mulan hasn't been released yet <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Mulan with no songs by the way yeah, I know. I'm. I, I. I. We'll see. But I have a good feeling about about that remake. Like I. I like the fact that they took some risks with it. But you know, yeah. that's that's a separate topic. Uh, so we learned that uh, <laughs> that the I believe it's '97. It came out uh, the 1997 animated Hercules film is finally getting a great, live action adaptation. Great film, by the way. I agree. Yep. It's it's a wonderful movie, and I think it's honestly one of the best um, Renaissance era disney films that holds up in terms of like it's good when you're a kid and it still really really holds up when you're an adult too yeah yeah so uh why do you think they're gonna uh who who who's the best uh actor to play Hercules, and why is it gonna be chris hemsworth <laughs> mm. i i think chris might be too old to play no him. he is uh, he Hercules is right now he is far too old i was just making the joke i know like, well, it's a disney movie so, so we're gonna go yeah. with fucking well uh, the, chris. the irony there is that also that the russo brothers are involved in producing it apparently so of course they would just hire yeah. chris hemsworth because that's what they do for all their movies yeah <laughs> um hey, Lauren, they, they, they have... can make chris evans look like a scrawny dude in the first captain america movie they can make chris hemsworth look small again <laughs> what are yeah. your uh what are your yeah. thoughts on 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 this one lauren because i know this movie's uh kind of special for you right yeah it's i mean it's one of my all-time favorite disney movies um animated at least mm-hmm. um 
actually probably overall it's just it's so solid and like you said it holds up even as an adult and I, I would say even more so because you know mo- most likely as a kid you don't know all of the mythology behind it mm-hmm. um you didn't study classic so. Greek mythology when you were seven years old <laughs> I mean like I knew a little bit about it but obviously like you know the more you watch it as you learn more the jokes get harder so yeah um I am not sure who I would put as Hercules right now. I'd have to think harder on that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if I, especially after the what will likely be success of Mulan, um, if they wouldn't go with like a newcomer for Hercules and then maybe do some known names for the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I think Chris would be fun as Hercules. I just think he's too old right now, yeah. just if they're doing the same timeline as the animated. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, who might be fun thinking of Shadows? He He's not super well known, but the guy who plays Jeff on Shadows. I can't remember his name, but. Oh, yeah. Um He's, he's the, done some other stuff. He's the, he's the guy who um yeah. who she he keeps getting reincarnated and uh and yeah, yeah not yeah, just okay. yeah, a yeah. lover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think he could he could be fun as that as kind of like a mid range like recognizable face, but you don't necessarily know his name. Yeah, he was actually yeah. in, he um, was actually in that show Greek. I don't know if you guys ever watched that yeah. show. He was like one of the leads in that. Yeah, he's he was in a couple other uh, mm-hmm. shows before Shadows, but yeah. um. I just, I really hope they just keep um, Danny DeVito as Phil. That's my uh, one. Like, I was literally <laughs> going to say, like, who should play Phil, Phil and why should it be Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's Honestly, funny. Even, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Who played Hades? It's James Woods. James. But isn't James Woods, like, James kind Woods, of a yeah. crazy person um, now? Like, isn't isn't he one of those people like a like a John Voight that's like just going gone the MAGA route type thing? I was just I was just thinking that. Ugh. I think unfortunately he is kind of not a great person. No, he's too busy um, down in Huntington Beach pro- uh, protesting the fucking lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it all comes back. It all comes back. No, ironically enough, I saw someone recommend uh, or or uh, not recommend, but but sort of put it out there. Like, what about? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Hades and I was like hmm that could be Mm. different but still kind of in that like James Woods wheelhouse where it's like really quippy and like sort of you know uh, fast paced you know responses and stuff like that yeah Um, Jim Carrey Jim Carrey would be interesting too yeah that could be interesting. Yeah. I was gonna say Will Smith put him in another blue role. Oh, no, <laughs> honestly though, honestly though, I think Hades is is the most. Um, in terms of the live action remake, is probably going to be the toughest one to cast, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so if Chris Hemsworth isn't Hercules, why do you want him to be Zeus? And how bad do you want him to be Zeus? I would take that. Yeah, I don't buy it. Put him in a white beard. Yeah, age him up a bit. Yeah. Look, anybody they do as Hercules, you're going to have to make him young. Anybody you cast, you're gonna have to make them young and then age them, or like make them more buff when they're real, like yeah. modern, not like modern day, but like mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, Hercules versus when the movie takes place, Hercules. You're gonna have to have two different styles of the actor. Yeah. yeah. So like, you may as like you may as well just go with a fucking superstar who's already ripped to fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kumail done. <laughs> that would actually be really interesting. Um, 
I feel like Henry Cavill's like not right. Um, I'm trying to think of like nah. other other buff dudes. What about huge jacked? What about huge jacked man as uh, as Zeus? Honestly, I think I would see him more as Hades. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, I could see that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of throwing throwing shit out at the wall and seeing what sticks. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anthony Hopkin as Zeus because he was already Odin. <laughs> and then just cast just Chris, Chris Sensworth. The... <laughs> yeah. And then and no, that would dude. be fucking solid. And gold. then you just crack. You just cast a uh, Tom Hiddleston as as uh, as, as Hades. Hades. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this would be really. But see, like it, like we. And then Natalie Portman is big. Yeah, we say it as a joke. We say it as a joke, but Hiddleston would be such a good Hades. Yeah. Yeah. What about pain and panic? Yeah, that's a tough uh, one too. Someone both, actually both DeVito. Actually, ironically enough, Joe Russo uh posted a picture of, of Pain and Panic and he was like me and my brother like while making a movie or something like uh, that. And I was like, that's, that's actually funny. pretty appropriate. <laughs> what that's, about like that's pretty funny? Key and Peel. Oh, you know what? That's great. actually the other one I heard, and but the thing is is they already kind of did that in Toy Story 4 with Ducky and Bunny. Although those characters uh, were protagonists as opposed to antagonists, so it could be different yeah. enough. But mm-hmm. I've heard that as well. Mm-hmm. That would be. That's I mean, it would good. be. It would be solid. We know that. Yeah. But I also heard someone throw out, um, like, if they were to not recast Danny DeVito, which would be dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Day. Yeah, I can see that too. But it might be fun, funny to do the guys from the other guys from It's Sunny. Oh man! If Danny is still Phil, have them be. That would um, be really hilarious. <laughs> and then they I can... could see um, the guy that plays Dennis as Hades. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see that. I could too. Um, and then what you do is they, they, they make the live action Hercules movie and then they produce an episode of It's Always Sunny where they put on the play of Hercules <laughs> of the movie they made. So it becomes just like this meta circle. Um, oh so do, do you guys have anything it's else? Really, it's really good we're not executives in Hollywood because we, be <laughs> we would be doing the stupidest shit. Actually, that would make it more I interesting. Kinda... Like, Hollywood is too safe sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just had a wild thought, and I don't know who I would pair with him, but what about putting uh, Paul Rubens as Pain or Panic? Ooh. How about having to be both? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> He just, he just does like a different funny. voice. Yeah, that could work. Because he's kind of, work. you know, getting back into it a bit. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, and so. he's he's a good dramatic actor too, and he wants to be like. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen that movie Blow. He's excellent in that movie, and he's just you know playing a mm. supporting character. So yeah, have you guys seen Pee Wee Herman? He's fucking solid gold in a dramatic role. <laughs> have I seen Pee Wee Herman? Hey, As I have Pee Wee's Pee-wee's adventure. big adventure yeah. behind me, signed yeah. by. <laughs> Herman, oh, thank you very much. Wow. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I uh, hope that they keep it a musical, though. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to. Yeah, you you have to. If they, unless they change the story dramatically, like the structure of the story, you have to have the musical numbers because they tell the story. Um, right. Unlike a lot of you know the other Disney musicals. Okay. What about Seth Rogen as Phil? That would work. That would work. Yeah. But it'd be too, That'd like, be it'd be too, like, I feel like it would do a disservice to the character because he's so well-known, like, especially with his laugh and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
But... All right, right. For real, for yeah. real, for real. <laughs> Moving on. Next What's topic. Next? Yeah. Yeah, next topic. Seriously. For real next um, topic. <laughs> so we also learned that um, that uh, some streaming films are going to be eligible for Oscars this year, which I think we kind of touched on last week yes. or two weeks ago. We have, um, made, we have made many jokes about Sonic being nominated for every uh, category <laughs> because there, there were no other movies released. Yeah, dude. Bad Boys for Life actually has a legit shot to win Best Picture. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this is actually huge news. Yeah. Uh, the the future of the Oscars, at least for next year, was kind of rocky and I would say in trouble. Yeah. Um, and allowing streaming films to be nominated really kind of opens up just a, just for any fucking film now. Yeah, it's kind of a free for all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, and well, in a certain respect, because the one caveat is that um, that you had to have had some sort of theatrical release plan for the year. So, for instance, right. you know. Um, okay. that's obviously a criteria and then because that's always been a criteria for the for the Oscars anyways yeah, but yeah, yeah. um you know that doesn't mean that some of these movies can't just like get a one week theatrical window and then you're good you know obviously that's hard right now but towards the end of the year that might be possible um but right. so then it's going to be Sonic versus Trolls World Tour is what you're saying I yes, mean absolutely okay for and well I guess Sonic's technically not an animated movie but I mean Trolls World Tour could like <laughs> very well like be in the contention for the Oscars this year ironically enough um, and we'll talk more about that um, in a minute yeah. once we get to the main topic but uh, you know obviously the other criteria is that the movie has to come out this calendar year so like you know say for instance uh, like uh, Ironically enough, Fast Nine. Fast Nine was supposed to come out this year. Now it's coming out next year. It wouldn't be eligible for the Oscar um, because it's been pushed Water. to the next year. You know, um, you know, Vin Diesel really wants that producing Oscar, but you know, um, the day the day that fucking Fast and the Furious gets nominated for like Best Picture, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. I said that on this podcast. Not like, even, not the even world, just... the world is a dark place. Not even just for Best Picture, for any Oscar at all. Like, even if it's a sound mixing no. Oscar. <laughs> I think if they implemented some sort of, like, a stunt coordinating Oscar in the future or mm -hmm. whatever, I can foresee them getting some sort of nod. Look, yeah. if Suicide Squad can win a fucking Oscar, I'm not saying it's impossible. That's what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying if there was a world where Fast and Furious was nominated for Best Picture, I would be very sad. Yeah. I feel like you would quit the industry if that happened. I very well like with the industry. <laughs> You're just like, I'm done. Yeah. Um, Unless I worked on it, and then I would be stoked. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and 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 honestly, this, um, this is going to be interesting because, you know, release dates are still shuffling. Things are still moving around. I mean, for instance, like like Mulan is supposed to come out on um, July 25th now. That, that movie could very well be pushed mm -hmm. again, you know what I mean, because of all this. So, um, and that's obviously, again, something we'll talk about here in a second, but... Um, do yeah. You guys have... Speaking of, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say, do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, on this whole Oscars um, news that we learned? Not particularly. I think it's. I think it saves next year's Oscars for sure because it was going to be a pathetic laughing stock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's just going to be the regular laughing stock that it always is, not a pathetic one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they should just um, do the they should just do the Oscars like they did the NFL draft and just have everybody do it remotely. That would be really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent. But speaking of films that uh, refuse to say that they're not being released yet, that mm -hmm. might want to go for the Oscars. Yep. Uh, there's this movie called Tenet. I I always want to say Tenant. Dude, literally. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> but for some reason, it's called. Is Tenet a word? Is that? Is it a? Mm. Does it mean anything? I don't know. Actually, I haven't looked it up. 
It means uh, anyway. Christopher it means Nolan a Christopher is releasing Christopher a movie. Nolan film is what it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Christopher Nolan is releasing a movie this summer that he has yet refused to move or release on VOD. Yeah, basically, Tenet is the last um, remaining summer blockbuster that has not moved from its original date due to everything yes. that's going on. And it is a word. It is a principle yeah. or belief, especially one of the main principles of a religion or philosophy. Mm-hmm. So it is a principle of belief that this movie is going to be released in July, <laughs> no matter what. That's, ironic, That's what I right? was about to say. That's why I was raising my hand. <laughs> oh. Well, sorry. You stole her thunder, man. You stole her thunder. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, this is obviously really interesting because, you know, the idea is, is that, 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 you know, they're hoping a lot of this is going to pass by, by the end or to the the middle end of the summer season. And, you know, the studio's hopes is that, you know, Tenet will be that movie that sort of brings people back into people back. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also like a lot that that's flawed thinking in my opinion, you know, and obviously there are a lot of nuances to that. Um, but apparently Christopher Nolan is very, very adamant and he's, I think Christopher Nolan is pretty much the reason why it hasn't moved. Um, he, right. the, what they say in the article is that he's adamant that it be released on in theaters and not on VOD. But that's a different oh, yeah, conversation 100%. than when it should be released. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's right. only got he's only got two options. I do not see him releasing this film on VOD. So it's either you move it or you release it and see what happens. Yeah, and both of those yeah. are, are gambles in certain respects. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think moving it is a gamble. People are going to go see it when it comes out because if it's a because it's a Nolan movie. I think the only For gamble sure. is like hoping that people go see it in the middle of this this pandemic scare. Even if we open up a little bit, are people gonna go out to the theaters because they're afraid of being around people? Mm-hmm. I mean, Huntington Beach, they're definitely going to go see it. Like he's got yeah. one solid city in Orange County that's going to be out there yeah. seeing that movie. Uh, but other than that, like the gamble is releasing it in July or August, whenever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think moving it is a bad idea at all. People are gonna. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna go see the movie no matter what. It just. It's when it comes out is when I'm gonna see it. It's moving it is a little more complicated than it seems, only because there's a lot of other movies that are moving, and like this, like the windows between big movies are getting shorter and shorter, especially for the fall season, where it's like right. literally right. every weekend you're gonna have a huge freaking movie coming out. One of the, you know something that would normally dominate the box office for like a couple weeks, like a tenant. You know, it, it, you you sort of risk that you know you have the saturation factor but then like you said you also have the um you also have the 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 factor of you know people being scared to go out of their homes and and to go back to movie theaters and then you also have the thing so i don't know if you guys have heard about this but you know they're talking about ways to 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 make um you know theaters fall in line with social distancing practices and you know sanitation and and all that stuff and what i've heard essentially is what the theaters want to do is Essentially, they're going to create what's called a checkerboard seating arrangement, right? It makes sense. So, right. so the idea is, you know, you have a seat. It, basically, every seat around you is empty, and you only have people sitting diagonally from you. You know, obviously, it's different yeah. if you're sitting with your family you know, or or small group of people. But nevertheless, that means that automatically, fifty percent of the seats are not even able to be filled, right. and you know. As a result, that you know um, limits the amount of income that you can make per showing, and, and so on and so forth. So it's a little bit of a, of a complicated thing, and sent in the sense of like you don't want to be too early, but you also don't want to be too late. You know, you kind of want to, especially with a movie like Tenet. I think they're trying to find like that sweet spot. Um, I just don't think July, you know, eighteenth or whatever is is that spot personally. 
Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I think there might be a slight chance that Nolan would take it to VOD now that it will be Oscar eligible. Oh, maybe. But I just, I still don't know, though. Uh, See, just because of the, the way it was shot and, yeah. you know, I, IMAX and mm. like it's meant for the theater. So, yeah. I mean, it's very, it's sure. very Nolan to re release a movie in theaters at least 13 times. For sure. <laughs> so, just because he releases this on VOD to get the Oscar nom possibility doesn't mean that the second COVID is uh, re- like, you know, the restrictions are relaxed. He's not going to fucking ram it down theater's throats once, twice, three times again, like he did with Dunkirk. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And see, honestly, like if that, if we were in that scenario, I, I would be one of those people that like, okay, I really want to see Tenet. I'm going to pay for it on VOD, but like, I'm also, I want to see this movie in the theater. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Right. So it's like, I would make the effort, you know, whenever it came out to, to go do that. But, the problem with that with that with that sort of line of thinking is that Nolan values the theatrical experience more than anything else. Like he's, you know, it's 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 untouchable to him. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like for the way I look at it, I don't see Nolan being like, Well, I'd rather have the Oscar as opposed to having a bunch of people see this movie, you know, and then the Oscar will, you know, obviously cause people to see it, but that was gonna happen regardless of like an award or, you know, any kind of nomination. So I agree. Just, yeah. I know, mean, there was a huge meme trend within the film community about Dunkirk and seeing it the way Nolan intended. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, regardless of how big his ego is about getting an Oscar, now that you've mentioned it, Nolan really wants his films to be seen yeah. the way they were intended. I so. mean, he's always right. he's always fought for the power of cinema, you know, and, and yeah. film and stuff like that. So it's like that's I mean, I get that. That's totally in, within his wheelhouse. But that kind of thinking like almost doesn't apply in a situation like this with the whole, you know, the Rona going around or what did you call it earlier, Joel? The, um, the vid, the vid. I love it. The vid. I mean, look, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Christopher Nolan actually came over to my house before he shot this movie and he looked, <laughs> he looked at my 4k HDR television. He looked at my sound bar with my surround sound speakers and he was like, yeah, this is, this is how tenant is intended to be viewed. So then, <laughs> so then he went and he shot the whole movie to be screened in my living room. So dude. it's going to be fine if he releases it to VOD, at least for this film. Dude, this shit would be really funny. It would almost be, I just had a brilliant idea for a reality series. You just get famous directors who are against motion smoothing, and then you just have them knock <laughs> on people's doors and walk in their houses, turn the motion smoothing off, and then just fucking leave. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he told me, he said, this movie would be shit for Dunkirk. I hate this TV for Dunkirk, but for Tenet, this is this is 10 out of 10, Joel. Yeah. Great well, job, Joel. Ironically enough, Dunkirk is one of the only movies of his I haven't seen in a theater, you know, and it's an issue. And I <laughs> I just got it, I got it on 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 Blu-ray, and I just felt like it didn't have the same power as it would have in the theater, you know, as that sort of like visceral experience. So um, yeah. you know, I kind of learned that lesson the hard way. But um but that movie specifically was really ravaged by the the way it was intended memes where people in the film industry would post memes on a movie set memes page that I'm a, that I'm a part yeah, of. Yeah. And it would be like people <laughs> watching it on like, like a, like a, like a speak and spell. And they're like the way that no one intended. And they would just try to find like, like, like the television on a fridge. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, this well, is the, the way no one intended it to be watched. Yeah. Well, it's like the same shit when the Irishman came out and, you know, it's like all about the, yeah. the, the way Scorsese intended it to, you know, to be viewed. And it's like someone was like watching it on their tiny ass phone, you know, and it's like, yeah. stuff like that where it's like, um, but yeah, totally. So we should probably move on from this. Um, yeah, sure, you know, not? obviously Nolan is, is, uh, is pushing hard for this release date to stay. So we'll see if that actually happens. 
Um, yeah. You know, I guess we'll what, probably uh, follow up. What studio would be releasing that movie? WB. It, Warner Brothers. WB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know who's not fighting with AMC right now? Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the smart ones. Um, yeah. They're the smart ones. So so um, so yeah. Uh, we learned this week that well, okay. So for context, Trolls World Tour. Um, I think we mentioned it last time. Got put to VOD straight from uh, yeah. theatrical intended theatrical release to D- to VOD once this happened. And Christopher Nolan was really mad. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan was like, "This is the end of cinema. Trolls World Tour needs to be viewed in fucking yeah. X XD yeah. fucking 4D video." Yep. We need that. We need that D box motion. Yeah, yeah. D box. Yeah. <laughs> Most sound only. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you guys do, do do have you guys heard of Screen X? By the way, no. It's this format where there's screens on the side of the movie theaters. Oh yeah, walls yeah. too. And so yeah, it's supposed like to be the like Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, like the Amazing Spider Man <laughs> uh, projection for Hall H. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that kind of stuff. And, and I don't even heard of it, Taylor. I've seen it. Yeah. I've actually, I actually watched um, Kings, Kingsman, the Golden Circle, and Screen X. I got, a, I got really? press access for a screening. They gave us a free screening. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was cool, but it, you know, it was fun. still a work in progress. But it's actually a emerging more. Fight scene would be cool on that yeah. style of screen. I think. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. But regardless, yeah. okay. um, anyway, so Trolls, 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 Trolls World Tour got a VOD release, and um, surprisingly, it did very well. Uh, according to Universal, it made more than the first movie. Um, through VOD sales which is slightly um it's a little bit like the it's it's a little bit misleading because what they're talking about is domestic you know box office returns and the first Trolls movie was actually made you know three or four times it's domestic uh gross in international sales it was like 70 75 percent you know that kind of thing so it's a little misleading in that sense. Like it actually hasn't grossed more, you know, the 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 whole the whole total of its gross worldwide gross yeah. isn't more than what this made on VOD. But nevertheless, it's a sign that that people are open to that kind of thing, especially with um, you know family movies where you have to take four kids, you got to buy popcorn and this and that, and by the time you're done, it's you know 150 bucks you've spent. Yeah. As opposed to spending when you're, when you're stuck in the house with your family for so long and you and the hubby just want to go upstairs and get some naughty time to go on, mm. <laughs> rent that world tour VOD and sit your kids down for an hour yeah. and a half. Bake them, uh, microwave them a bowl of popcorn, boom, you're set. Yeah. Hanky panky <laughs> time. Um, Hide all the sharp objects. You're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But nevertheless, um, you know, Trolls World, world Tour was a very, very surprisingly big success on VOD um, for Universal. And basically yeah. basically, what Universal after that in sort of their press release came out and said is... is They turned around and pissed all over AMC's grave. Well, basically what they said is that, you know, this, is, this, is, this worked for us. And, you know, in layman's terms, we're going to continue to pursue, uh, you know, uh, premium VOD, which is basically theatrical VOD at this point premium vod options in the future and basically right away amc came out and said yeah that's not going to happen if if you're not going to respect the theatrical window that we've been working with for decades now um that has also been shrinking you know in that time as well if you're not going to respect that then we're not going to show your movies and you know we're taking our ball and you can't play with us pretty much and and (laughs) and and so that happened and then 
The next day, Regal also came out and said, which I think Regal's the second biggest chain um, in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. Regal came out and said, yeah, we, we, we're going to side with AMC on this one, and you know we're not going to show your movies. Now, you know, obviously, for those who are unaware, you have things like Fast and Furious, you know, the Jurassic... Um, the Jurassic, Jurassic World, World franchise, but you know, there's also movies like Halloween Kills that's coming out. That's going to be a huge moneymaker, especially after the recent remake that, that was yeah. pretty mm-hmm. successful. So, you know, it's not only big stuff, but it's little things. And clearly, this has um, massive ramifications if, if these two parties continue to hold their ground. So, um, yeah. your guys' thoughts don't they on, distribute on all that. Blumhouse also? They do, which that's a Blumhouse oh, yeah. movie. So, yeah, so it's a lot of. It's a lot of horror movies as well, and a lot of you know DreamWorks. It's yep. yeah, it's a big hit. It's a big I hit. I just think this is like I. It's like it's like if it's like if the smallest kid in school like tripped and accidentally knocked out like the captain of the football team, and then he was like, "I'm the toughest guy in school," and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, calm down." That was like an accident. Yeah, like just because this worked for you on world, like on Trolls World Tour, you're gonna fucking like give the middle finger to the fucking entire like theater chain world. Like you are gonna lose this battle so fast; it's not even funny. Like the reason this is working is because we have to stay inside. The second we don't have to stay inside anymore, this is not this is not gonna work out in the favor. Yeah, I mean, I think they would need something else in the test pool as well that's yeah. not a family film because I, yeah. I agree with Taylor that, like, it's it's a family-friendly film. So, yeah, it's probably going to do well in this format because, mm-hmm. especially now, people have to stay home. They're entertaining their kids when they're not teaching them. and <laughs> um, They're just looking for know. a break, right? Like <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Not that it, I haven't seen the movie yet, so, you know, it might deserve – all the success it's getting. Can you um, imagine me having to teach a kid right now? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think before they make that decision, they need to release a couple more <laughs> premium VODs of of different genres uh, to really test that theory. Yeah, yeah I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, and and you know, so let, let me just let me just run through the quote um, that that Universal put out, just because I think it's illuminating, and, and you know, can maybe um, sort of cl- further discussion. Um, Our goal in releasing mm-hmm. Trolls World World Tour on PVOD was to deliver entertainment to the people who are sheltering at home, while movie theaters and other forms of outside entertainment are unavailable. Based on the enthusiastic response to the film, we believe that we made the right move. In fact, uh, given the choice of not releasing Trolls World Tour, which not which would have not only prevented customers from experiencing the movie, but also negatively impacted uh, our partners, the decision was clear. So they uh, they said, we absolutely believe in the theatrical experience and have made no statement to the contrary. We stated, as we stated earlier, going forward, we expect to release future films directly to theaters as well as on POVOD when that distribution outlet makes sense. We look huh. forward to having additional private conversation with the exhibition partners and blah, blah, blah. So it's not necessarily like that they're completely foregoing the theatrical right. experience, but it does diminish the, the theatrical experience, especially in the eyes of, of the theaters. You know, when, for instance, like, I think part of it is that, and the article mentions this, is that it, on v, the, this PVOD format, they actually get, Universal, the studio, gets to keep around 80% of the revenues. Yeah. Whereas oh, wow. a movie like Trolls World Tour, they would have split those revenues 50-50, at least opening weekend, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the, uh, the theaters. 
So, you know, there's the sort the sort of that element going in there, but um but it it's it almost feels like it, they're just kind of like testing the waters, which is kind of the worst way to do it in a sort of like yeah. press release format like that, but that's kind of the way it feels where it's like let's see what happens and how people react to this type of thing. When playing hardball with a movie that does well like Trolls World Tour versus like a jet like a big live action franchise like you f- you miss fucking stepped big time in my opinion like yeah you, like what the fuck yeah totally and and you know it really feels like at this point like okay is excuse me is one of these people gonna call the others bluff because it feels like they're both bluffing at this point you know and it's like yeah. waiting for like one to make the move that so that they can make their move you know well, universal is um, waiting for amc to go out of business so they can buy all their buildings that's probably what it is <laughs> i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised by that i t- to me it just kind of seems like a misunderstanding on both sides mm-hmm. um because like you said you know that quote from universal they didn't say that this is 100% what we're doing. Yeah, it's not quite you know, It's just something that we're looking at. Yeah. Um, and so for AMC to just be like, okay, bye, when well, they haven't actually, you know, done this yet, I, yeah. I, think, I think it was a little premature of a response from amc to because they 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 gave a specific date of like start today we will not be showing universal films if this Mm -hmm. is how they're proceeding if tomorrow i said hey let's hang out i might spit in your face maybe i won't would you hang out with me if i was like look there's a big chance i might hock a loogie in your face but let's hang out tomorrow I'd be like, let's hang out, but I'm going to wear a face shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. to wear some bitch, PPE. Yeah. It's basically saying, like, look, if this is a viable option for us, you can go fuck yourself. But if it's not, please still show our movies. Yeah, so this is this is basically what what uh, the official response to from AMC to um, Universal in a letter was. This radical change by Universal to the business model that currently exists between our two companies – represents nothing but downside for us and is categorically unacceptable to AMC Entertainment. Which I can kind of see where they're coming from, you know, like it's it's it really doesn't benefit them that much to go the the route that these studios are talking. At least I mean, I think it's very telling that Universal is the only studio that's saying this and like WB and the other studios are like, nah, we're gonna shut the fuck up and like do what we can in this situation, you know? Yeah. But um but yeah, I just think it's it's interesting that the the way that they're sort of going back and forth on this one. Yeah, I don't know. I still think it was a little uh, premature mm-hmm. on AMC's behalf. Um, without yeah. you know, I, I I mean, I would imagine. I don't know that side of the business in particular, but I would mm-hmm. imagine that you know, there's laws and contracts and stuff in place so it wouldn't be an overnight like instant thing there'd no. have to be discussion yeah yeah um for that to take place mm-hmm. so i think you know if they had said you know if that is how universal decides to go you know then we will likely not show their films yeah. but to just say like because literally that first the initial quote from amc said starting i don't know either today or or a week whatever i can't remember i think yeah. it was starting immediately i think so too, that yeah. they would not be doing that since some of their theaters are starting to reopen um i don't know i think like i said i think both uh kind of spoke out of turn uh without fully expressing 
the the full context of the situation. Yeah, which is which is highly ironic because uh, the one theater chain that's actually at the Uni- Universal Park, at least here in LA, is is an AMC. So that's right. Know, oh yeah, that's absolutely. Funny. That's just really funny to me. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here that might be of a relevance that they talked about but you know i think this is this is very i let's put it this way i think we've seen this before right like we saw this exact same thing almost around this time last year with the whole um sony marvel thing that went down with spidey right it was sort of like public discussions that would normally happen in private are sort of coming out and being made public and you know they might go back behind closed doors and like sort of let cooler hell cooler heads prevail a little bit you know take take some time away from the situation even though everybody's freaking out about this probably but get a little perspective you know maybe see how tenant plays for instance um and then i i have a feeling they're going to be able to come to some sort of happy medium where where amc is happy but universal can also like sort of distribute things the way they they want to i guess Someone yeah. at Universal called AMC and they're like, hey, 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 we have the best idea to get everybody packed into the theaters as soon as they're allowed to be. Let's just pretend to fight and then everyone's going to side with you guys because our <laughs> argument's dumb. And it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, it's all fake. Fake news, man. Fake news. Yeah, it's all fake. <laughs> fake news. Well, I wonder if there's also maybe some compromise they could make where, you know, they only like a do solely theatrical release for the major franchises Mm -hmm. and then some of the smaller more like not indie level necessarily but um like maybe like a lot of the horror films Mm -hmm. um like the the dual theatrical and Mm-hmm. And absolutely or like like i was gonna say even movies like book smart comes to mind you know where it's like that yeah. that movie would have probably done way better on vod than theatrically and you know that it's funny you mentioned that because i think that actually makes a lot of sense where it's like the theaters are putting these smaller movies into theaters that aren't really filling them up and making them a lot of money but they're putting them there yeah. to appease you know the um or to counter program i guess like the the larger things that come in and from mm-hmm. the theater standpoint, it may actually make more sense to just focus on the big things and then you can have a few, you know, smaller releases that are maybe in a couple theaters here and a couple theaters there, you know, a couple hundred theaters or whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, that actually allows them to make a little bit more money on on the larger releases by putting them on multiple screens as opposed to just like two or three, you know, you can have them on four or five. Right. So, yeah. you know, the point being is that there you know, definitely is some compromise there. It's just a matter of like where the compromise lands if that makes any sense i would love to see a large scale release be released in theaters and vod the same day well that's what numbers do better right that's what they're that's what they're talking about that whole sort of quote unquote sacred theatrical window um yeah Yeah. you know is really the only thing that's been holding that agreement is really the only thing that's been holding us back from from you know uh keeping keeping it around this long really like not going to this sort of pvod system earlier but mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, it's, it's in a certain respect, it's uncharted water. So nobody really knows what's going to happen, but I agree, you know, with that sentiment as well. Like there needs to be some sort of testing ground. There needs to be some sort of proving ground where we can say, okay, this works or this doesn't work, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I fully that believe comes... that if they release them at the exact same time, I still think theater numbers would be higher. I think they'd also probably on at least on the major releases make double because people are going to rush out opening weekend to see mm-hmm. yeah. Marvel, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. but then, you know, 
also go home and be like, great, I want to rewatch this again right now. And I couldn't get tickets to see it every yeah, day exactly. this weekend. So I'm going to go yeah. buy it right now. Absolutely. So they might, you know, they might double dip in that sense if they do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's really that, that ultimately comes down to consumers, though, like if people are willing to do that, you know, some obviously, obviously sure. there's sure. different subsets and, you know, some people will go to the theaters, some people do PVOD, you know, there will be crossover that do both, you know, like, for instance, us, you know, we were us, I yeah. feel like we we're kind of <laughs> yeah. those people. But yeah, uh, yeah like go go watch Tenet in the theater and then just go home and immediately rewatch it. <laughs> that's um, yeah. something I would do. <laughs> I mean, it depends how much the PVOD price is because at 20 bucks, hell yeah. But if you're talking like 50 or 60, that's a different story. You know what I mean? And that's, again, that's where it comes down yeah. to consumers. Like how much are people willing to pay to be able to watch this stuff at their home? Yeah. 20 bucks seems fair to me. For, for smaller movies, yeah. I think for bigger movies, you kind of need to make it a little more it, because then it's, again, we've had this conversation. It's not really feasible at that point. So it's it's really finding like something that's reasonable for them to make money, but also reasonable for the consumer. I'm not going to pay 50 yeah. bucks to see a Marvel movie at my house when I can spend 20 If I go see it twice in the movie theater, it's still cheaper. I know. and that, Well, that's what I'm saying. If you could maybe get like see a Marvel movie for like 30 bucks or 35 bucks, like I think that's yeah. something there is like reasonably... Like you can, you can logically, you can say, okay, like that makes sense, you know, for me as a consumer. Um, I don't know though. I guess it depends on, you know, people's individual tastes as well. Yeah. I mean, sounds good to me. I think we all side with the theaters. It sounds like for the most part. Yeah. I think Universal's kind of being dumb, but I agree. We also don't have all the information too. So there's that. Or, you know, that is also true. on the outside looking in. So we'll see how this develops, but um, I'm sure we'll 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 have some sort of follow up on the on the next um, episode as this like sort of comes to hopefully its conclusion soon. Oh, this drama yeah. is not over yet for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we want to know what you guys think about this. Who do you think is being dumb here, and why is it universal? Uh, <laughs> If you do think it's the theater, that's fine. Just tell me why in a five-page research paper. Uh, cite your sources, MLA <laughs> format. Uh, I'm going to be grading these, so make sure it's MLA good. format. After <laughs> commas. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of uh, Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Corona Cast. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Taylor Salen. Um, and yeah, that's the main spot right now. You can still find me writing here or there, but you know. Um, Wheat. And what about you, Lauren? I'm at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram and Twitter, technically. Sweet. Uh, and you know me. I am the LA nerd. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter. I don't ever post there. I just, you know what? I tweeted to Mike Kalinowski the other day. If that's the kind of thing you're into, go check that out. Uh, <laughs> but I am on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel, a bunch of videos you can go watch that I created. But unfortunately, coronavirus has kind of. Uh, kind of put a wrench in my plans for that because there aren't really a whole lot of new trailers coming out and stuff. Uh, I'm working with ideas on how to get back into the game. But that's neither Dude. here nor there. Uh, we will see you on the next episode of Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast. Later, nerds. Peace. Bye.